Have you ever wondered what happens after ever after? Have you always yearned to know if the end is really the end? No? Well, you're going to find out anyway. With your hosts, Andy, Tammy, and Gina. This is 2D Vision. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to 2D Vision. I'm your host, Gina, and as always, I'm joined by two of my very best friends and co-hosts, Andy and Tammy. Hi, guys. How are you doing today? Hello, everybody. I'm doing... I'm tired, but I'm, f- <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to tackle this. Yeah. Amazing. How about you, Tim? About this? I'm good. I'm, I'm tired as well, but I'm ready to talk about this masterpiece. Oh, oh yes. Let's do it. Like, you think that we praise King of Thieves? Oh, just wait for this one. <laughs> it, it was... It was... It was not like the re- that last episode did not represent <laughs> what we're going to be doing from I think this and the next episode. So yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Uh, hey, Tams, um, just up to update the people. How was your visit from your family? Oh, it was so good. I I missed them. Yeah, mm. so they they went back to the Philippines yesterday. Oh. Yeah, it was a bit sad, but it's good. I ate a lot of good food. Probably gained a pound or two, but it's okay. I'm back to working out, so it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, I know. It's just it's very bittersweet when you have visits and you know they're gonna leave soon. And mm-hmm. once yeah. they leave, it's very sad. But at least yeah. you got to see them. I had that time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I just was curious because I was listening to the the last episode and I was like, oh, I wonder how Tammy did with her family. <laughs> So yeah, I just wanted everyone to know that. Yeah. <laughs> so we are talking about a very interesting movie today. So without further ado, let's get into it. <gasps> this movie, if you can call it that, is called... <laughs> that's mean. <laughs> I mean, we're just getting started. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh my god. This movie is called Beauty and the Beast: Enchanted. No, what? Is it called Enchanted Christmas enchanted, or yeah. Bell's Enchanted Christmas? No, I think it's just Enchanted. Or maybe Enchanted. enchanted Who cares? <laughs> no. I'm just going to check Wikipedia really quick because I have the page just right behind me. Okay, meanwhile, hello. Uh, well, this is an interesting it's, topic. <laughs> it's Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas. The, the Enchanted Christmas. The Enchanted. Yeah, very oh important because it's not just a normal enchanted Christmas. This is the enchanted Christmas. This is the, the enchanted Christmas to kill all, all other enchanted Christmas. Of course, because there are so many. Yeah, there are so course. many. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's just let's, <laughs> let's start this. Okay. Um. Okay. So this movie is a sequel. No, it's not really not really a sequel. It's, it's a, a midquel mm-hmm. to the Beauty and the Beast, the classic, the masterpiece. That <gasps> one is truly a masterpiece. Oh. And I mean, I think it's an, a bit of an overkill to to do a recap of the first movie because you know it's a tale as old as time. Aww. So everyone, I guess, already knows the story. But I'm just gonna do it very quickly. Um, so the Beauty and the Beast is a story about Belle, who's a very beautiful girl who lives with her dad, and her dad is an inventor. And one day, his dad is on his way to like an inventor's con or something. And... It was it was a fair. <laughs> It was uh, a fair. Oh, okay, a fair. Uh, to I just, the fair. I, I, I know it because fair? that that's the name of the score of the uh, of the musical score. Oh, yeah. oh we to have the a fair. big Beauty and the Beast nerd here, so oh. Andy is gonna be the one with the big Beauty and the Beast facts. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so um, Maurice, Belle's dad, is going to a fair, and he gets lost in the woods, and he ends up on this um, enchanted castle, I guess, and mm-hmm. he bumps into the beast, and the beast it's like, you're my prisoner now. So Belle goes out to find him, and she trades his dad's place as Beast's prisoner. I mean, mm-hmm. she 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 becomes Beast's prisoner instead of her mm-hmm. father, and so you know the, the rest is history. They they start having this bond together, and they realize they have a lot in common, and that they can learn a lot from each other, and they eventually fall in love. Mm-hmm. And Belle's love is what eventually turns Beast back into a human called Adam. Yes. And Adam. yeah, so in very, very few words, that's the gist of the original movie, and it's a beautiful movie. You guys want to talk about a little bit of your memories <laughs> with the movie and how you feel about that? Okay, I, I I don't know if I should go last or first, because... Okay, you go last. Okay, because, <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just saying you're going to go last. So uh-huh. how, about, how about you, Tims? What do you think about Beauty and the Beast? I love it. I love it. I think it's a great it's a great movie, but I think I only gained an appreciation for it like when I was in my twenties. Like oh. I honestly I can't think of any memories I have of it when I was little. If oh. I'm gonna if I'm I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> That's very interesting. Yeah, I only really appreciated it after I saw a nostalgic critic review of it and he oh. just praised it to the moon. Yeah, it, it's his second yeah. favorite Disney movie, I think. Yeah, and I was like, huh let me watch this again and I realize yeah it's perfect it's it, it's amazing and it, it flows perfectly and it's just a well written well directed well animated well thought out story and I'm like why didn't I appreciate this as a kid <laughs> I was too busy fawning over Ariel oh, I love okay. the Little Mermaid yeah okay you're forgiven then <laughs> no but I do remember okay there's one memory I do have I remember when I was 14 I remember this clearly I was in my bed and I was listening to Be Our Guest and I mm. was like, this is a perfect song. It's like, I feel like if, even if you've heard it the first time, it feels like a song you've heard, like, before. You've heard it, it's amazing, it's a masterpiece, it's a classic, and it's just, it, it, I don't know, it just brings, like, some sort of nostalgic feeling and some comforting feeling to me when I listen to it. Oh, that's yeah, great. That's okay, um... I love that. I, I admire that you have the courage to admit that you didn't really pay attention to it as a child, especially in front of Andy. <laughs> so brave. Yes. Okay. I love you, Tammy. Well, yeah. This in no way affects our opinion of you, of course. I love you. <laughs> okay, so for me, I think Beauty and the Beast, just as Aladdin and any other Renaissance movie, is just has always been there. I remember very clearly being a little kid and watching the movie and when the the opening number of um Poncho Poncho uh-huh. uh-huh. um, uh-huh. the bell mm-hmm. the bell song mm-hmm. I love that song and I loved like picking up many of my books that I had lying around in my room and I just pretended to be bell <laughs> and oh I sang gosh, I, I sang to my stuffed animals like they were the sheep and I was like, yeah, I just love You did not. I did. I, I oh absolutely, I was a performer. I wasn't just a regular, like, a child that just oh, sit, sat and watched the movie. I I performed the movies. <laughs> and I loved, I loved being Belle. I, I just, it was so fun. And I have a lot of fun memories with the movie. I just know that I watched it a lot. 
I don't know if I watched Aladdin or Beauty and the Beast more, but I definitely have more clear memories of watching Beauty and the Beast, maybe because I love just being Belle. Mm. <laughs> and also I have a bunch of memories of Beauty and the Beast at the parks. Mm. I just remember uh, I went there for my 15th birthday back in 2011 and I met Belle there and she was just very nice because she was already leaving. It was like already her time to go on a break, but the guest the the girl who was Belle, she stopped by every person that was still in line to meet her and she still like signed the the autograph books and she was very nice and I love her. I couldn't take a picture because she was on a rush but I just love uh, just seeing her and have her autograph and in Disney World there's this um, live representation of Beauty and the Beast and it's really good. It's very abridged. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's not the whole movie. But it's very good. Like the actor, the actors are are fantastic, and it's very well. It's a it's a very perfectly good show. So if you're ever in Disney World, I I, I guess it's still there. I hope, and you should definitely check it out. And will you talk about the Disneyland show, or will I do that? Uh, oh, I let you do that. Yeah. Um, and okay. Also, when oh, and that on the very same trip, I. My I I stayed at the All Star Music Hotel, and the building I was in was a Broadway building. It was a Broadway themed building, and it had the Beauty and the Beast Broadway show, <gasps> like marquee out out on front. It was huge, oh. and I loved it. And I just yeah, I mean it's not precisely like movie memories, but it's just something that it's been like it's part of my Disney memories as a whole. And another big thing to mention about this movie uh, is that it was nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars Mm -hmm. because this was back when there wasn't an animation category because, you know, Disney was basically all there was on animation at least on, like, the big leagues. So there wasn't an animation uh, category at the Oscars, but The Beauty and the Beast was just such a fantastic movie and it was so well-received that it got nominated for Best Picture that year. So that just goes to tell you how amazing the original is. <laughs> and yeah, I guess I could go on and on talking about my memories of this movie. But yeah, just in a nutshell, I love playing Belle, watching the movie. And I love the memories I have of the movie on on the parks. So mm-hmm. I'm going to leave you with Andy now. <laughs> this is going to be the Andy show now. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome to the Andy show and we're talking about Beauty and oh the Beast gosh. so be prepared for an hour of me explaining things <laughs> No, okay So, okay, Beauty and the Beast is my favorite movie ever um, I always <laughs> say Tangled is my favorite movie and Beauty and the Beast is my second favorite movie but actually it's more of like Tangled is like the number one and Beauty and the Beast is like the number one point two or something Um. Because it, it just, I adore it so much. Um, I don't know where to start. Okay, so memories from when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, I think I, I watched it as much as any other Renaissance movie. And I do remember that my, well, I think my my memories of Beauty and the Beast were mostly with my mom. Because that's like one of her favorite movies as well. Um, but she really liked, well... Her favorite movie is Snow White, but Beauty and the Beast is like really important to her too. So that's why I watched it with frequency. Um, but um, 
when I started to watch the Disney movies again when I was in my preteens. Um, the main thing was when Tangle came out, and it, it was November 2010. But I I think that same year before that, uh, I, I just bought the. It was still like the DVD set when DVDs existed and were valuable because <laughs> it had like two two discs and they had a lot of a lot of scenes bonus and stuff, features. a lot of bonus features, and so I, I I just remember that I bought like. I think it was Toy Story 3 and I don't know what else. And, and I just kept watching the bonus features and the bonus features. And I didn't watch the movie at all. So when I got The Beauty and the Beast, uh, I didn't realize how long had it been since I watched that. So I just watched the bonus features and I watched like a whole documentary that was in there. And I was just watching this and I was like, ah, oh, I remember this scene and I remember this and I remember that. So, um, so, so I don't know, that, that's kind of... That's kind of my renaissance with Beauty and the Beast. And then I realized, okay, this is a really good movie. And then I... <laughs> that was like my glimpse to how important this this movie was for the company and why it was so so huge and good and blah, blah. Then I watched it and, okay, it was... It was all... It's history from there on, right? And <laughs> I, I just really like it a lot. It's it's just a really a really, really nice story. And I think... I think Beauty and the Beast, Tangled, and Tangled are the, for me at least, are the two movies that handle their sources better. And I mean, because, okay, for example, in the, in the original story, uh, the father like picks, uh, picks up a rose, a rose because Belle won in the rose, right? And in this story, the rose is even more important, but has a different, a different place on the story and has, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, it, it's... It's really, it's really unique how they craft this and how they, uh-huh, how they made the story work with this new, yeah, well, with, with this media, right? Okay, so uh, I'll just wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep going. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and, and it's also such an elegant movie and such, uh, I don't know, they, they do it a lot. They do, they do everything with grace and I, I think that the, that's part of the reason that it, it got nominated because it feels really adult, but it it still feels like a, I don't know a child could watch it. I, like I said, I watched it all the time. And memories on the parks. Actually, I don't remember a lot from when I was a kid. I just remember that I have a picture with Belle. And um, but the time I went in twenty sixteen, I remember I was in line to to meet Belle. It was like. Five people in front of me, but then I I just saw my fast pass from for Space Mountain, and it was, and it was like, oh, it expires in like ten minutes, and there are no there are no fast passes left for the day. So I just run off to Hyper Space Mountain because it was a Star Wars theme that that time. So I didn't get to meet Belle, and Aww. the last time we went in 2017, uh, Belle wasn't in the parks, neither her or nor Merida, and that that's like sad. But yeah, that that just shows, okay, the two parts of me wanting my attention, Star Wars, Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the two genders. Yeah, you made a choice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, if you have 
fast passes for Space Mountain. Hyper I mean, Space can, Mountain. I mean, you can't <laughs> just, you can't say no. Like, I totally would have done the same thing, so I can't <laughs> judge you. Uh, and and also that there was a, a little there's a little play in Disneyland. I don't know if you if they have it in Disney World, but no, not at all. No, okay. Uh, so it's like the, this. It's called know. the Royal Theater, and uh -huh. basically it's a show about you know it's either Beauty and the Beast or Tangled, and they they have both of those, and there's this... and the culture. Yeah, and the culture basically. <laughs> oh my god, yes, you're right, and. <laughs> And they're, basically, there's two guys who are who are in this theater, and they basically play all the roles, yeah. except for the princess. The princess is there playing her role, but the it's like a very low budget like play. Like that's, that, the, like that's a that's joke. The feel. That's uh -huh. a joke. That it's just two guys performing the story with very low budget, but just with a princess there, and it's so hilarious. So it sounds funny. amazing. It's, it's uh, awesome. It's very like. <laughs> It, the the audience participates too. Like there are some times where the the actor says a word and the the audience has to answer something, and it's it's just so much fun. Like <laughs> we watched a little bit of the Beauty and the Beast one, and we also got to sit down to watch the whole Tangled one. It's just so 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 much fun. If you're ever at Disneyland, you should definitely check out the Royal <laughs> Theater and watch at least one of them because it's very fun. Even if you're not with a kid, like don't worry, like it's you're still gonna have fun. Uh, so yeah, that that's me. That's my experience with Beauty and the Beast, and maybe we can start talking about this or not. Uh, do we have to? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so the show is called to Disney sequels explained, <laughs> but like I'm kind of regretting regretting that now because no. I just want to talk about Beauty and the Beast all day. <laughs> okay. Uh, no. I, I don't know. Okay. What? I don't know how we should start, but. I, I can start by saying, I think I remember this. I I, I think I, I thought it was worse than it actually is. Maybe because <laughs> I was conditioned to believe it was worse. Okay. Okay, so low expectations made you not hate it as much. I like I, it. I think, yeah. Okay, I, so you go ahead, Tim. I like this. Like, it's terrible, yes, but I enjoyed it as a kid. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like... I don't, I don't know like I it, it kept me busy it's not it's it's terrible yes I can recognize <laughs> that now but like I think because I liked it as a kid like it has that nostalgia factor like when it was on the Disney Channel I'd watch it and mm -hmm. I just I on, I know I've been saying this but I really like the stories song like it just I think it 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 kind of like kick-started my love of just storytelling Aww. because of the lyrics because she was like like imagine mermaids and dragons and stuff like that and I would like listen to the song and I would like imagine myself with all these mythical beings or all these sceneries that she was singing about and I was like this is so magical and wonderful and I just love the aesthetic of like the storybook telling the story in the music video and I was like this is really cool and I was a kid so I think it just like made me fall in love with storytelling in general that's amazing okay yeah. so before <laughs> before I get on my thoughts because I have a lot to say about what you just said because I agree with a lot of things um <laughs> I just, uh, I'm gonna do a quick recap of the movie. Uh, basically, okay. Beauty and the Beast, the, the Enchanted Christmas, the. came out in 1997, <laughs> and it's a mid-cool, as we said, to Beauty and the Beast, and it was produced by Disney's Toronto studio, like, it was completely animated in Toronto, hmm. and the, the studio is not shut down, but this is <laughs> one of their, you know, 
products. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I like how you hesitated. <laughs> Bro. Like, what do I call this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because, okay, so, so here's the thing. It doesn't really have a story. I cannot say yeah. it has a story. Basically, the whole thing is that Belle wants to have Christmas celebration in the castle. She wants to throw a Christmas party. She wants to have a Christmas party, which is understandable, you know. Who doesn't? <laughs> but the Beast doesn't. The Beast is completely against Christmas. The, the Beast is basically the Grinch in this movie Aww. because it's like, I hate Christmas and no one's <laughs> going to have Christmas in my castle because this is my roof and as long as you live under my roof, you're going to follow my rules. Uh-huh. And you know, and Belle's like, I didn't give a, I didn't give an F. And she still, like, goes on with her plans to have a Christmas celebration with Chip and the gang. And in the middle of all this, there's this um, pipe organ called Forte, oh. voiced by Tim Curry himself. <laughs> the best part of the movie. He was like, I don't want Beast to fall in love with a girl and break the spell. Because if he does that, we're going to become a human again and he's going to go back to ignore me. Because the whole thing with Forte is that he's like, you know, Adam's music teacher or something. Or he was the palace's musician or or whatever. Mm -hmm. But Adam never paid him much attention and he was just like, oh, whatever. But once he's turned into the beast and Forte is turned into the pipe organ, basically the, uh, the idea is that beast is very like, a tortured soul that needs music to to let go of his tortured soul. So he uses Forte as he, as a way to you know fa- find that catharsis, I guess. And Forte feels important because of that. And he feels that if the beast and everyone goes back to being human, he's just gonna go back to being ignored again. So he doesn't want that. So he doesn't want them to fall in love. And by the end of the movie, it's not just that he doesn't want to, them to fall in love. He wants to flat out kill them. <laughs> and yeah, things take quite a turn on <laughs> Belle's the Enchanted Christmas. Mm-hmm. Who, See, there's who a was story. It? There's a story, Gina. What? what are you talking about? <laughs> there's a story. I mean, I guess. I guess. Like, just like very like little grimaces of a story there. I can I can believe but I can believe The Enchanted Christmas was the first R-rated sequel oh for Disney. It was it, the the finale really really surprises a lot of people because yeah. I don't yeah. know. So so basically Forte just wants to kill Beast and Belle because they're already falling in love and the Beast like kind of is like, "Oh yeah, we can have Christmas because Belle at the end kind of convinces him because of shenanigans that happened yeah. that we're going to talk about later. And Fort is like having none of it, so he wants to tear down the castle. And basically the beast runs down, because also Fort is like in, in like a very... Like, and the deep, basement, right? And like a basement, so like, I guess, whatever, I don't know why he's there. But... The beast runs to the basement where Forte is, and he destroys him. He well, he he takes off. He takes out the keyboard, and Forte tries for some reason to um, get unhinged from the wall because he's like hammered in, mm-hmm. and he's like so in a rage, and he wants to like break free. I guess cue Freddie Mercury right here, and no. and basically he he. He gets unhinged from the wall and he gets torn apart. Basically, he falls to the ground and he's destroyed, and that's and you know Forte dies. 
<laughs> as you do. As, as, as villains do, like the beast doesn't kill them. That basically he kills himself. But yeah, so and that's Beauty and the Beast in Gender Christmas. You know, as as, yeah, as you can as you can tell, it's kind of a mess because it's, <laughs> it's it wants to be a Christmas story, but it's not really a story, and it has this subplot with piano with with forte and. Uh, it's just weird. So, what are your, what are your, you know, have you guys, well, I'm gonna talk about my, my memories because I think you guys already kind of mentioned those. Uh, well, uh, Tammy did. I did. Uh, about this movie. The memories, yes. Uh, I, I didn't. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go first <laughs> because I have the mic. Yeah. And, um, I have no memories. Okay, oh you go. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I, oh! No, no, okay. I have no memories of this movie. I never watched that. I barely knew of its existence. I guess I saw the cover on a blockbuster someday, but I never was interested in watching it because it just looked like it kind of sucked, I guess. Mm -hmm. Even as a child, I was like, no, that's not worth my time. You have better taste than mm -hmm. that. I wish <laughs> you guys have no memories of this, and I have no memories of the original. Gosh, I'm so sad. Oh. I do. No, and he, and he saw it, and he saw it as a kid, but I didn't. I never saw it. This this was actually the first time I watched it, and I'm going to be honest with you. I have to watch. I had to watch that twice. I had oh. to watch it twice. I, was, I saw it once with Andy, but it was like a week and a half ago. Or two weeks, I guess, because we couldn't record last week. Yeah. And so it was two weeks of the, from from when I watched this movie and today that we're recording, and I had no memory. I, I realized that I had nothing to say about it because I didn't know what happened. Like, I, mm -hmm. I was completely, like, blank. And also, it doesn't help that by the end I was kind of falling asleep because it was late and it was a school night and I was tired. So, like, it the was climax... Two, two, two weeks ago, yeah. So the climax of the movie kind of, like... It just it was a blur because I was kind of blank bl blanking out because I was falling asleep. So I was like, I have to watch this again, or I'm not gonna be able to say anything about it on the podcast. So I watched it earlier this morning, and yeah. I kept myself awake by taking notes. <laughs> so okay. yeah, I had to watch it. So I've seen it twice in my life. So yeah, I have basically no memories of it. I don't know if I if I had if I would have liked it as a child. I guess I would have. But, you know, we will never know. So, yeah, those, those are my <laughs> memories with this movie, which are non-existent. Okay, bye. You go. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hi again. Um, well, this movie, I, I did watch it. I don't remember when. Um, I don't think I watched it as a kid, actually. I think I watched it when I was a teenager or something. and Or maybe I did when I was a kid, but, like, parts of it. Uh, I never sat. I never sat down and watched it. I never had it on VHS or DVD or anything. Uh, it was just on TV. I think the last time I watched it, it was maybe 2015 or something. Uh, because the thing with me is that when it is Christmas season, and I turn on the TV, I cannot watch anything that it's not Christmas related. Because <laughs> hello, we are on Christmas season. We have to watch Christmas movies. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think I watched, I watched it because of it, because it's a Christmas movie, not because it was a Beauty and the Beast movie, because I knew it, it wouldn't be as good as the first one, of course. Like, you, you just put yourself on a rough situation if you want to create a sequel for the perfect movie, the most perfect movie ever, but, yeah. Um... Mm, yeah, 
I think, like, like I said before, I think I thought it was worse, not because of, mm, well, not, not, not because of how you remember it, but because how people talk about it. And yeah, I don't, I don't know if I should start like commenting on how did I feel about it. Yeah, or... you go, you go. Yeah, uh, well, um, the animation is really off, of course. <laughs> You know, like, it's not overseas, but it's another studio in another country. And it's really it's really low budget, but still, I, I did watch the other Beauty and the Beast sequel, and the animation is not as bad on this one. Actually, I, I was surprised. I think the only one that really looks bad, bad, it's Belle. And mm-hmm. I don't know why that is. It, I, even, in, even in the original one, in the original one, Belle looks off sometimes. And maybe she's just a difficult character, a difficult character to animate or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the story, it, like, it's kind of like you said, Gina. It's kind of a structure. It's a skeleton of a story. And but, um, maybe because it, it feels so harmless and so small, I don't mind it that much. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, all the characters are kind of out of character. Not as much as on Return of Jafar or something. <laughs> I think I actually think Lumiere and and Coxworth and Mrs. Potts are, are good. And I think Chip yeah. has like a bigger role. <laughs> and I like Chip. Also, Chip it's voiced by Haley Jolosmond. <laughs> so that's a that that's interesting and. Mm, another thing that I can say about this, um, 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 Tim Curry. I like Tim Curry, and mm. I, and the CGI on him, it's really nineties. <laughs> it it reminded it reminded me of like the creature, the Hydra on on mm. Hercules, mm-hmm. but like with half of the budget. It's the same year <laughs> that it was released, actually. So wow, makes sense. Oh, look at that. <laughs> okay, and I like Five. Five is like the sidekick of the of Forte. It's Forte sidekick, and he's cute. He's kind of annoying sometimes, but he has like a really good heart beneath all that. And another thing, I I just think it's harmless. I, I yeah. like I said, I remember it. I thought it was a lot worse. And yeah, then I that's coming. Yeah. I turned out fine. <laughs> I, I turned out fine too. And that's coming from a person who is really protective over Beauty and the Beast. And you know, I would watch this a hundred times if that meant I never have to watch the 2017 version again. So, oh. <laughs> would you say this one is better than the 2017 version? Yes. Oh, <laughs> okay. That was I mean, there you go, guys. Yes. <laughs> Okay, we got it. Sorry. <laughs> Tammy, how about you? Well, like I said, I enjoyed it as a child, and I already let you know how I liked, like, my favorite part is the story sequence, yeah. and I actually, like, I think when I was a teenager, I was on a really, um, I don't want to say obsessive, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I was really um, into downloading music from different 
downloading Disney songs in different languages. Oh, I went through that as well. We I, went. I, the, I, we, I, I was obsessed with that. I cannot yes, exactly. tell you. I had, I had like every single song in like mm-hmm. French, German, same, Italian, same. and Dutch and Hebrew. I had. I love. I love languages. I love them. So I'm sorry. Same. I'm sorry. I interrupted. No, you're good. You're great. No, but my yeah. my languages are French and Spanish. I was hoping it would Yay. help me learn it. It didn't. I'm still just a one language person. It's okay. I've accepted that. I'm not good at languages. <laughs> but my point is that the French version of the story song is really, really beautiful. I loved it. Yeah, it's really good. But yeah, um, I <laughs> like Andy said, I think it's a harmless film. I don't think it's gonna ruin your child's taste if you watch it i think like if if you're if they're bored there are better options but this is like a good film to like give them i think it was like was this supposed to be made for a tv show or was this was this meant to be a movie no it was meant as a it was meant as a sequel like there's a very interesting like trivia about that but it was meant (laughs) to be a sequel at okay. first, but then they realize that oh wait, Beauty the Beast cannot be a sequel because the Beast is not a beast anymore. So <laughs> that's why they decided that it should be a midquel instead. So no, they're gonna uh-huh. tell a story yeah. during the time that Belle was in the castle, which is not a bad idea. It's just I don't think they knew what to better. do exactly. Like it was like that idea mixed with a Christmas special that they could run on Christmas morning, I guess. So yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's Disney's equivalent of those vast, bad Christmas films, the bad romantic Christmas films you see every year. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that's what this is in my head at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's not it's it's a bad movie, but <laughs> it's okay. But it's a bad movie but it's an okay Christmas special. There you go. There like I said, I think like I said, I watched it because it's a Christmas special, not because it's a movie <laughs> actually. Mm-hmm. Yes, those are my thoughts. Okay, for me, I guess, um, watching it as an adult, not never having seen it as a child, I guess my view is kind of different because I guess I can just see it for what it is, which is, yeah. you know, a cash-in, just something to get a quick buck, something that you can run on Christmas morning, something that you can sell uh, Christmas ornaments uh, of, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I do feel like, it has a little bit more thought to it than Return of Jafar, mm. but it's still not. It's not not in the same league as King of Thieves. Oh it's no! Like, nah. <laughs> because as I said, I don't think this actually has a story. You know, I was going through my notes and I met. I I made this note that this this movie doesn't really have a a story, but it has a theme, and. Mm. And that's that's very weird because normally you would think that the story would carry the theme, but the thing is that they hammer the theme so much that it's just there without there even being a story. And I do think I agree with you guys that it's very harmless. I definitely thought that it was gonna be so much worse, and I think that's why I'm being like so merciful to it because I was so ready to for this to be like an. A painful experience. I was ready to have like just terrible, terrible animation and you know stupid things happening. And I guess it kind of has those, but not the level that I was expecting. Mm-hmm. The animation is not terrible at all. I think they look good enough, 
mm-hmm. they look passable. I, I the the only thing I can compare it to maybe is like a coloring book. You know, because um, you can tell that guess, it's not the the original. You know, artists drawing the characters is someone else, and it's it. I I it's just if you bought a comic book of Beauty and the Beast, this is what the characters would look like. You're totally right. And yeah, so they look kind of the same, but they're some somehow off, and the animation is like real cheap, and sometimes the mouth doesn't match the the <laughs> the dialogue at all. Um, uh, you know, I read this on IMDb that Forte's keys are not even like playing the music that you hear. It's just random keys being animated, and and yeah, so that's kind of the level that you're ex- that you can expect from this movie. Just it's it's there, and some work went into it, but not too much work. <laughs> it, it, I guess everyone, I, I, I think everyone phoned phoned it in. Like the <laughs> actors phoned it in, the animators phoned it in. The story phoned it in, the director phoned right. it in, and that's this is we just, just a phoned in movie. Yeah, that's all I can say because yes, it is harmless, and the world would be no better or worse if this movie just fell completely off the face of the earth. I, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, I that's like the biggest compliment I can give it. Well, the biggest the biggest compliment I can give it, and I think I'm I completely agree with you, Thames. There's if there's one redeeming factor in this movie is that story sequence. I was watching mm-hmm. it again today, and I realized that well, this is actually not like a bad song at all. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually kind of cute, and the way that the animation becomes kind of a storybook esque animation, and yes. you can see like the dragons, yes. you can see Icarus and the mermaids, and there's this one part where you can see Belle and the Beast like on a magic carpet, mm-hmm. and it's like a nod mm-hmm. to Aladdin. I I really like that. Yeah, I I think the song ends kind of anticlimactically. Mm-hmm. I think it's just kind of like. Or how do we end the song? Like, oh, just hold the note for as long as you can, and then we'll stop. And that's how the song ends. And but the the scene is very cute. The song is has very nice lyrics, and it's not mm-hmm. a terrible sequence at all. And I think I could see this sequence making it into like a real sequel, like if a more budget, mm. a real a, sequel, be, a better with a story mm-hmm. kind of sequel, because you know the bells bell. Belle's whole idea is giving the Beast this book of stories because, you know, stories for her are very special and mm-hmm. she kind of can f- can feel more feels more alive through stories and she wants to give that gift to the Beast. Aww. So that's why she makes this storybook. And I really like that idea that she just wants to make him happy, I guess. Like, <laughs> I loved it that there's this one moment where Belle's like, why is he such a grump? And I'm like, uh, well, Bill, well, he's a beast. <laughs> You've been there for like months. Like, why are you still having these questions? But I, I love that she had like this idea of giving him something that would, because it makes her happy, that maybe it could make him happy too. Aww. And and yeah, so I think it's harmless enough. It's I don't think I would watch it again ever I don't think I would show it to my kids mm. but it's there it exists and it's as I said with with I think it was King of Thieves it's not a disgrace <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's there and yeah but not as bad as Return of Jafar it's not as bad as Return of Jafar but it's not as good as King of Thieves so that's we have our yeah. three levels <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely 
<laughs> uh, we will have we will have other ones. Don't worry. Below Breton Jafar, I think. But yeah, that's for the future. Further along. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. Going into more detail, I want to ask: Why do you think I I have this problem? Why is it a flashback? Well, because well, the movie starts with them already human being human. Oh. And they're talking about, oh, last Christmas kind of sucked. Oh. And they're mm -hmm. like, oh, but it was actually kind of nice, you know, and Lumiere and Coxworth are talking about, oh, but I, I was the one who saved Christmas. No, it was me. You know, it was me. And so Mrs. Spot's like, okay, I'm going to tell this story. And it cuts to a flashback. And uh -huh. I think this is like a main problem with the movie because it doesn't make sense. Because if you think about it, like this whole story is, is told as a story told by Mrs. Spots. Mm -hmm. But how does, oh. how does Mrs. Spots know, like, Adam's, I mean, the Beast's secret, like, encounters with Forte and Forte's I secret you, encounters yeah. with Five? Like, how does Mrs. Spots know all of it? Like, did she went around and asked, like, exactly what they did that day? Of course. And, yeah. I, mean, I yeah, guess. Maybe, but, <laughs> when Adam told this as a story, and I guess. Mrs. Spots is giving Chip secondhand information. <laughs> secondhand information. Second information. Yeah, let's kind of dive deep into the the mythos of this movie. <laughs> it's so much. It's so funny because it's a flashback, but then the beast has a flashback, and it's a yeah. flashback inside a flashback. It's flashbackception. Flashbackception, oh totally. Uh, he the beast has a flashback to when he oh. uh, he was turned to a beast. Mm -hmm. Actually, I have thoughts about that scene. Uh, okay, okay, you go. Me? Okay. Uh, I actually like that scene. Oh, really? I did too. I did too. Okay, maybe... Okay. Hear me out. Maybe we can... We can erase all the sequels as they're not canon. But I actually... If this part is canon... The Beauty of the Beast canon, wow. I wouldn't mind because I actually like it that... He actually got transformed into a beast on Christmas Day. That's really awful. And, and yeah. that that makes his story even even more sad, and that makes him more of a grump, like Bell said. And he actually has he actually has a reason to hate Christmas instead of oh he's just grumpy and a beast and stuff. And I, I think maybe with a better animation, this scene would have been awesome. And I actually think the transformation is okay. Maybe his performance was a little bit overdone, but I I I think it's my favorite part of of the movie. Would yeah. you say it adds to Beast's character? I would say I would say it adds to his story, and mm -hmm. and it's not like in a pandering way, like oh let's show the Beast's whole backstory when he was a prince. No, it's just like a small glimpse, and I'm fine with it. Yeah. What do you think? I liked it as well. I think it, like, you know how we do those things, but do you think it added? I feel like that flashback is a part of that, like, little category. It added to the original film um, uh, more to how the Beast was transformed. It didn't, like, go, like you said, it didn't, like, dwell on it. It was just, like, a small little flashback to give yeah. us, like, a bit of context, and that's all we needed, and I thought I liked it. Mm -hmm. Uh, am I the only one who didn't like that scene? <laughs> Probably. I don't think so. I, well, in the I world mean, now. In this, in this room in right world. now. In this I room just, right now. I just, I just, I thought it was kind of cheap. Like, 
yeah. that just saying like oh it it's it makes it sadder that he was turned in Christmas and that it gives him a reason to hate Christmas like oh, that's so that's so cheap like, and what would you I, like it how I, would you like it? I just any random day I didn't need to know that I mean <laughs> Beast's transformation I mean Adam's transformation to Beast is already tragic enough without it being Christmas and and uh, I guess it makes sense because you know it does say in the original story that it was you know there's a there was like a snowstorm mm -hmm. outside or something so it, it yeah. makes sense yeah. it makes sense like chrono chronologically but I just think it, it was kind of it's kind of cheesy just uh, I don't know I can't I can't I can't buy it. I can't digest it. It's just like, uh, because I have this confession as well. I'm not into Christmas specials like at all. Like, Gina, even like oh, no. in shows that I love, like Friends, that the the episodes that I kind of always skip is the Christmas oh specials. Gosh, wait, Gina, Christmas I love that you episode. mentioned that because whenever when we got to that flashback, I was all I could think of was Chandler and how he think <laughs> hates Thanksgiving. Oh my god. Yes, definitely, definitely. I had to make that connection, but I, it does make sense. Oh. But I mean, I, I, I buy Chandler's story more. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, that's this. This is like a sad confession for me, but I've always found I haven't found like that Christmas special that actually like I kind of enjoy. I mean, there has to be when one out there. Enjoy, you enjoy it because it's bad. I. I guess, but I don't know. I just Christmas specials just are kind of che too cheesy for me. I love Christmas. Christmas, Christmas is my favorite holiday, but I think Christmas specials and Christmas episodes and Christmas movies are kind of just cheesy and they're just made to like cash in on the spirituality of the holiday. So I think that's why why I don't like them. So I maybe that's why I never watched this movie to begin with because it was Christmas about it was Christmassy. So I was like, I'm not interested in that. And so the fact that he gets turned in Christmas is just like, uh, this is why I don't like Christmas specials. Because, uh, <laughs> and I just, I don't like the scene because the animation is just so cheap and the animation is like, uh, whatever. And I just, I rather like keep my memory of the scene as like the stained glass that's mm -hmm. in the intro of the, the original mm -hmm. one instead of this like phoned in animated sequence. And yeah. So that's why I don't like that scene. I respect that. So you're saying you don't like the Christmas Carol with Mickey and Scrooge oh, McDuck? Oh, that's one I that's the one I do love. I, oh, you found the one. Thank you. I do oh, love that. I, okay. I think, because I remember watching that uh, as a kid mm -hmm. and just bawling my ass out. I was crying so hard, but I <gasps> loved it. It was like a very special, a special kind of pain. And oh. I just think it's a very like genuine Christmas story, and I and just to have it with Mickey, I think it's beautiful. So that yeah. that's one I do like. But <laughs> the one with I, Jim Carrey is also really good. Uh, I never watched it. Oh, it's actually it's, it's actually good. good. It's creepy yeah. AF. It is creepy. It is creepy. But I watched it like the for the first time one Christmas, and I think I watched it like three times that Christmas. Oh like, wow, nice! I like it a lot. It's good. Okay. Uh, I actually I think Christmas Carol. It's It's up there with my top three favorite favorite tales of all time. Oh. I think that that story about Scrooge about Scrooge is really I don't know I really like it. I like Christmas. I so this is a tricky one. <laughs> I I always watch it on Christmas. Like I, I watch will. it I multiple watch it times. It's actually because it's about 20 minutes or something. I will I will like it if 
I would like it. I would have liked it to be longer. I think it, it deserved a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. So this this episode is a Christmas special. So no. you you wouldn't like it. No. <laughs> okay, so okay, if you if you're listening to this and it's not Christmas, uh, pause it and come back on Christmas. Come back on Christmas. <laughs> we could have timed this better if we had released like an episode a month. This would be uh, like just in time for Christmas. But but I but no. No, of course <laughs> not because too much. That's, that's too much. That, yeah, exactly. No. Okay, so let's go back to this movie because we, <laughs> we kind of took we we took like track. a detour, which is, was fun. But we we have to get through this, guys. Uh, <laughs> we got it. We got it. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, that scene with a flashback. I I. I didn't need it, but I'm glad that you guys enjoyed it and find that I didn't need it. Thank you. That it up to to Adam's character. I'm gonna be like jumping between calling him Adam and Beast because Adam. It's Adam when he is a prince. Okay, so yeah, Yeah. to Adam's characters and Adam's story, and yeah, I guess. So you guys, are you, can you, can we talk about Tim Curry's character for, for a bit? <laughs> Who wants to start? <laughs> what do you think about it? What do you think about him and Tim Curry's performance? Demi. Okay, first of all, Tim Tim Curry creeps the the frick out of me. Like, <laughs> I understand he's a talented actor, but he creeps the hell out of me. Did he play that clown? That clown? Did he oh. play it? He played that. He played that clown, didn't he? That yeah, traumatized yeah. me as a little kid. Okay, so like I didn't even watch the movie as a five year old, but as I shouldn't. But I was <laughs> over, and my dad, my friend's dad, was watching it, and I swear oh, no. to God, I could not walk by sewers for like a good year. Oh, I could not walk by sewers. Like Tim Curry freaks me out. I'm not gonna lie, he is very great though. But like his yeah. just voice gives me the creeps. I think that's what it's supposed to do. But <laughs> he was very good. I enjoyed him as the dramatic gay wannabe boyfriend for the Beast. Oh my god! I enjoyed that. I was like, "Oh my gosh, girl, get over yourself. He doesn't want you. You can do better." How? How? I I I didn't I didn't think about about that. How how is it possible that he's like he he's wanna be gay boyfriend? Yeah, I just wow. You, you don't see it? I, I well now that you say it, I think he's kind of a submissive. But <laughs> thoughts on that. How old is Adam? When he yeah, I know, I know. When you mentioned, when you, well, isn't he, well. Ten years okay. we've been rusting. So I'm confused. Was he ten or did time just stop? I think time stops because okay. if you see the scene of the flashback of yeah, he's old the other concern, Chip is there. Mm-hmm. Chip is like mm-hmm. there on the background. And so, he's yeah. basically like the same age that he is when he gets turned back. So I think for them, time kind of stopped. Yeah. Okay, so why does he look so young? He looks very young. He looks like think, 12. But, I mean, can you, how can you ask, like, con- continuity in this, like, <laughs> mid like, Okay, so maybe maybe the furniture did not age, but Adam did. <laughs> maybe. That's a, that's a good like, theory, because, I, I mean, all the other people are not, like, like yeah, I mean, the, living yeah, I mean, creatures. Yeah, they're all inanimate objects, so they wouldn't age. Oh! But the beast is the creature. We practiced. Yeah, we're fixing Disney's continuity. (laughs) But they, it does. But let's fix this. Uh, There's this moment where Chip asks Belle, "Belle, what's Christmas?" And like, how Ah! how can Chip not know what Christmas is? He's right there at the flashback 
when they're celebrating Christmas with Adam. So, like, <laughs> how can he not know? Even if he didn't know, like, why wouldn't Mrs. Pot tell him, like, year after year what Christmas was? I, I, I can't believe that this is the first time that, that it's ever come up in 10 years, let alone, like, Chip's whole life in it's... the castle before the, the curse. So, like, yeah, that's that's something that caught my eye when I was rewatching it this morning. Like, how can Chip not know what Christmas is? It's called bad writing. Oh, <laughs> that's the answer. Okay, so oh so Tim Curry. No, wait. wait. If okay. if Chip, if Chip was frozen in time, how is it he still acts like a child for ten years without like maturing or something? Because I'm he's really cup. going deep there, deeper into this. Um, can cups mature? The, I, I guess. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think we're going into like very deep psychological <laughs> like theories. The sociology of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> I wish I did. But let, let's just let's just go with with the story the way it is. Like if if the story tells it. us if the story tells us that Chip is a kid for ten years and he is a kid, so let's not cross. Okay. No. <laughs> And if he doesn't know about Christmas, then he doesn't know about Christmas. So, uh, like, uh. we can't judge him. Maybe he's just kind of slow. He's a stupid. He's just kind of slow. <laughs> chip. I love Chip. Had that we chip. love Chip. I mean, it, that could be, like, a head injury, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Let's not. Let's not. I'm sorry. We were, That's we were, we were oh. backing off, and now we're actually, back in. <laughs> actually, that makes so much sense. Wow. 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 This this podcast is kind of, it's kind of a train wreck. But I'm <laughs> like the film. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, it's so meta. Yeah. Okay. okay. Tim Curry. We were talking about Tim Curry. Curry. Okay. Good. Good performance. Bad CGI. Fair. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Actually, uh, I think it was you, Gina, who discovered like he was nominated for something because was of his he? performance. Yes. Okay. What? So, quick detour. This movie was was nominated for six Annie Awards. <laughs> oh. oh my god. It, it was, was nominated. Not. I don't remember all of them, but I know that Tim Curry was nominated for a male performance. Also, the the actor who plays Lumiere, whose name I'm I can't remember right now, uh, was nominated for music for As Long As There's Christmas. He was nominated for directing, for writing, and um, one more I think. As long as there's Christmas, really? Yeah. That was the one nominated? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's it's just another yes, really it good was. But it's not a good song. I'm not. I'm, I wasn't there. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't born. It's like you're getting mad at her. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Tim Curry was nominated for an and he didn't win, but he was nominated. Who who won? I don't know. I didn't look it up. Aww. But it was 1997. So like, I mean, just the fact that he was nominated is just like, wait, what? Like, what other movies? Like, yeah, that... like how <laughs> bad was 1997 that? That Beauty and the Beast Enchanted Christmas ended up like having like six nominations. It was Hercules. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was um, this. What's this actor's name? Danny DeVito. Oh, maybe it was Danny DeVito. I don't know. I'm just making things up. Okay. Okay. So Tim Curry. <laughs> Forte. Forte. Uh, are Are you done with your thoughts, Tammy? I am, and I'm looking at the 1997 and Annie Awards, and okay. Cats Don't Dance beat Hercules for Best Animated Feature. Oh, 
I've never watched Cats. Don't I've never what? Watched uh, me neither. I didn't know oh that gosh, existed wait, until I was wait, like a teenager. Wait, wait. Aladdin and the King of Thieves won Best Animated Video Production. Oh, okay. it deserves it. Okay. Why am I here? Why am I here? Why am I here because, right now? Because you're a thorough podcaster and you want to do research for what we're talking about. That's good. Okay, best <laughs> voice acting was Rob Paulson as Pinky in Pinky and the Brain. Oh, oh I guess. Okay. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> what if? Um, I'm, I'm done here. Thank, thank, <laughs> thank you, Tams. Thank you for your work. Uh, because I was lazy to do it myself. Um, yeah. Okay. So for me, I just rewatching it again today. I was like, Forte is kind of a pedophile. Oh, what? At least I think he's coded like a pedophile, oh. or at least like kind of like a Snoke kind of thing. And yeah, I'm sorry. I'm... Yeah. When you <laughs> mentioned it, I was like, I see it. I see it. And I'm sorry for bringing up Star Wars again. It, it, again. it is the Star Wars reference of the day. It is the Star Wars reference <laughs> we of the day. We have to have one. I, I, have, I have one more, but I'm going to tell that one later. Okay. Um, so I think Forte is kind of like a Snoke figure because uh, Forte basically kind of wants to manipulate the beast into staying a beast forever. Mm. And he's the one that tells him, oh, love will do you no good. I, actually, he has this whole musical number about him not falling in love mm-hmm. I think it's called don't fall in love or something yeah yeah that's hilarious <laughs> oh my god I, um, know, can I just mention something about that yeah. like is it bad that when he was singing that I was like yeah I get it <laughs> yeah oh. I, was, I was thinking that as well I was like oh okay okay this this song doesn't actually make a lot of sense or like it's kind of stupid in the context of the movie but he has a point he has a point, has a point. <laughs> <laughs> has a point. oh my god guys continue, like he's like oh Love will just make you suffer and things like that. And it's like, well, well, he's not wrong. wrong. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh, this is so sad. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, so I was saying, I think Forte is kind of like coded to be like a pedophile or like um, a grooming sort of mm-hmm. figure because he basically just needs he needs the beast to pay attention to him. Like his whole thing. It's like I I need to be important uh, for him. Oh, and yeah, I think it's kind of creepy. Yeah, because if you see Forte as a human, he was he looks kind of like a zombie. Yeah, like he's, he's so yeah. pale. He looks like Tim Curry. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Well, he has like his lips. Tim Curry doesn't look like a corpse. No, but 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 he looks like Tim Curry. I I guess. <laughs> I don't know, but okay. So he's very creepy as a human, and yeah. as a pipe organ, the CGI just does him no good. He doesn't even have like pupils; his oh. eyes oh are just God, like sockets. So yeah, and it doesn't help that he doesn't have any arms. Like mm. his whole body is the the organ, so he doesn't have any movement at all. Just like his head, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And the animation just looks like so rubbery at times, like yeah. it's mm-hmm. not even like metal, which is supposed to be metal. And so, yeah, I, I don't like Forte at all. I think he's weak as a villain because his motivations are kind of like lame. Because he's like, oh, I need to be important for the, yeah. for the master and I can stop being important. And like, who's going to tell him that he's not even in the first movie? <laughs> like, he literally has... <laughs> He, he has no re- relevance in the beast's life, like, at all. Oh. 
but he thinks he does, so I guess that's his whole thing. So, yeah, I don't think, like, he works at all, and it it makes me sad because Tim Curry is, like, such a fantastic actor. Yeah. Uh, He has some amazing roles, and his voice is amazing, and I think I would have loved to see Tim Curry as, like, a regular Disney villain, like, on a theatrical release. Oh, can you imagine that? He would rock that. Mm -hmm. I think he... I mean, it's like when... um, uh, what's the actor that voiced Radigan? Vincent oh. Price? Vincent yeah. Price. It's kind of when Vincent Price played Radigan. Like, he made that character. And yeah. the reason that Radigan and, and the Mouse Detective are kind of, like, iconic is because fair, a fair amount is because of Vincent Price. And I think Tim Curry could have done that. And if even Tim Curry couldn't save this movie, then that just <laughs> tells you how badly written hmm. his character was. Um, so, so yeah, I'm not a big fan of Forte <laughs> as a character at all. Even though his voice is very cool, his animation is just whack. His motivations are not existent or just non non understandable or non. You can't empathize with him, mm-hmm. and like. For a good villain to work, you kind of need to see his point of view. But because Forte <laughs> is... Panther. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh! But because Forte is not even in the original movie, you don't get the relevance that he he's, you know, important at all. So his motivation of, oh, I need to be important in Master's life, like, it doesn't worry because, like, <laughs> where were you in the first one? So, Yeah. And I think it's kind of weird that at the end of the movie he ends up, like, destroying the castle, but the castle then it's just, like, <laughs> magically repairs itself, I oh guess. Oh my gosh, he doesn't even matter in his, like, destruction of the castle. That's so sad. Yeah, I think he exactly. Does he did his best. Oh my gosh, he, wait. He, 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 exactly. This is such he a was... tragic character on a Shakespearean level. Oh, <laughs> yes. I could write... We could write an essay on how... Forte, the the pipe organ from Beauty and the Beast in Shattered Christmas is like the most Shakespearean tragic of Disney. Yeah. In this essay, I will. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> okay. So, what what do you think about Tim Curry, Andy? Uh, he just said a lot of things, and so I'm sorry. That's what I do. So yes, I agree. Yay! That's it. I think. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, well. Like I said, I I agree that maybe he deserved like kind of recognition because of his performance, but the character is not really good. And yeah, if you have a weak villain, you have a weak story. And I don't know why we needed a villain in a Christmas story about Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> that it's a mid-quel and in. Yeah, and it never got mentioned again in the original movie, well, because it didn't exist before. But, like, chronologically, they, they don't talk about it, about him after he died, so... Yeah, it's just the fact that this is a mid-quality, it brings so many things down, because it doesn't matter. I think mm-hmm. even a prequel can matter somehow. But a mid-cool, really? I mean, you're in the middle of a story that's already that already has an arc and everything. How much can you do? And yeah. how much suspense can you create? Like, oh no, well, 
it's is beast is the beast going to live who knows like <laughs> that's yeah. just like the criticism a criticism of the movie like you 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 were already in a losing stage here because first you made a sequel to Beauty and the Beast the first animated movie to ever got nominated for a for a best picture for best picture and then you make it a midquel it's like really mm, mm. Hello. Yeah, that that's it. All right. So there's this other like very important person in this cast, and I want to talk about her because I find it find it so. Oh yeah, amazing that she's here. Bernadette Peters is this. Yes, mm. I re I forgot that at all. Yes, wow. she has a French accent. And she has she, a French accent. She plays. A Christmas ornament, and her name is Angelique. Actually, like Angelique is, in her words, the castle decorator, mm -hmm. and that kind of seems weird to me because why does the castle decorator live at the castle? Like, does she decorate the castle every day of her life? Maybe she was she there was... because it was Christmas, and again, cheesy fountain. Uh, yeah, I don't care for it. I mean, <laughs> I guess. But the whole thing with Angelique is like she's the castle decorator and when Belle decides that she wants to have Christmas celebrated at the castle Lumiere kind of brings her to the attic and he's like oh I have this friend that's gonna help and Angelique comes out and she's like I thought I was gonna be here forever so I'm like why couldn't she get out? Yeah. Why, why, why did she have to stay in the attic? I know that she's a Christmas ornament but that, that just they seems cool. They couldn't open the door maybe? It just seems cool. Like the other things are like you know uh candy canes and Christmas ornaments but she's like a, a, she's a person trapped in an um, ornament mm -hmm. and she shouldn't be like oh, packed away in the attic but she is so I don't blame her because I was like uh, Angelique is kind of like a a how do I say bitch without saying bitch <laughs> <laughs> well she's kind of a bitch I'm sorry <laughs> I'm gonna have to say it And I was like, why oh, no. Why is she like this? Because before I watched the movie, I had seen, like, her, like, videos or, like, snippets of her. And, you know, because she kind of, she's an angel. She's yeah. a Christmas decoration of an angel. I guess I just assumed that she was, like, good and, <laughs> like, pure and kind and sweet. So when she nah. came around and she's like, she was like, no, 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 no. I was like, who are you? Why are you like this? <laughs> But... She's tucked away in an attic yeah. for years and not even she can't even come out on Christmas because they don't celebrate Christmas because the beast hates it. So poor thing has been there ten years <laughs> and I just feel bad for her. Anyway, so Angelique is played by Bernard Peters. So what do you guys what do you guys think about this character like and Bernadette's performance <laughs> and like why how iconic it is. Uh, I guess <laughs> I I didn't remember she was in this movie. <laughs> She's just like, oh, we need a character because it's a Christmas movie. We need a Christmas character, so we're going to make it. Actually, I think the design is really cute. But She's very cute. She yeah. has giant lips. <laughs> so, like, sometimes it's hard for me, like, because she kind of looks like a blow-up doll in some, <laughs> some scenes. Oh, my God. Because her lips are just huge, and it's kind of, like, weird. But yeah, but she's cute. She's she's cute. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the design is cute, but she isn't really memorable. 
She isn't, mm. yeah. I agree. She doesn't do much. Because she doesn't do much. I mean, I, I was trying to remember. Mm, no, she doesn't do anything at all. Maybe decorate the top of the tree. <laughs> I mean, because the whole, the whole thing is like when Belle asks her to like, oh, we're gonna have Christmas, and she's like, oh, whatever, Christmas is not gonna happen, and the master hates it, and whatever, and she's like very reluctant to help, but in the end, um, well, this whole thing happens that Belle goes out to find a tree, and the beast finds her, and they, and she's kind of. Um, in a frozen lake and she's about to die and the beast comes out to get her and he brings her back brings her back to the castle but he thinks that he want that she wanted to escape but the Bell just wanted to find a tree but mm-hmm. the beast just oh, thinks I that, hate that yeah, yeah we, I hate we, that we, we, we want to talk about that later <laughs> I'm gonna ask about it but the thing is that the beast locks her up because he thinks that she wanted to get away so he locks her up and then Lumiere and Coxworth and Angelique and some other like people of the castle <laughs> come to her cell and they're trying to cheer, cheer her up and Angelique uh, sings a reprise of the As Long As There's Christmas song to Belle and that kind of gives Belle's Christmas spirit back. So that's Angelique's whole purpose in the story. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Tammy. Yeah, I was actually surprised that, like, she was voiced by Bernadette Peters. Yeah, us <laughs> like, too. Like, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I guess her voice was familiar-ish, but, like, like I, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember much. I, like I said, I don't remember much about her because she doesn't really have much to do besides what you, what you just said. And I really have no thoughts on her. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I mean, it's sad because if you would have told me like there's there's this animated Disney movie out there that has Tim Curry and yeah. Bernadette Peters, I would yeah like, sign me yeah. up. Uh-huh. And he she just has she has even less to work with than Tim Curry, and I think they're both kind of like underused. Like they could have they they could have been so much so much stronger characters and they could have been like important they could have done important stuff you know i I wanted to mention this before because you talked about how everybody just phoned this in and i was like if you have a chance to extend the universe of a disney film why wouldn't you put your all into it don't people Uh stories just to get a chance to work for disney like i know it's not like disney disney but if you have a chance to be part of the official canon why wouldn't you do your very best at it with the limited budget you can have like yes it might have bad Mm. animation but you can just like make sure the story's good like that's not limited to budget i think that's limited to your effort and your imagination and i'm like why i think that's because of the time they were given Uh, they were given they were given not enough time yeah okay that makes sense then I mean, but Aladdin King of Thieves also didn't have that much time, that's and true. that still had a strong, a strong enough story. So I think it really depends on the theme that works in it, and just yeah. how, how how dedicated the studio is, I guess. Yeah, uh, I, I guess like nobody really cared for this one, so they were like, oh, whatever, let's do some quick animated movie to put out there for Christmas, and it, we have Bernard Peters and Tim Curry. That's gonna be enough to sell the movie, whatever. And 
they didn't like exploit the talents of the people that they had and even like all the cast come comes back Paige O'Hara is Bella Paige O'Hara came back and yeah. actually uh, sorry no no it's okay I, I don't know why is it that she started singing and I don't know maybe she didn't give her all into that like the story song like you said, you liked yes. it, but I actually don't think she did oh. a great job doing it. No, it's it does definitely sounds like it was take like one take. And yeah, that's it. like mm. good good job, Paige. That's 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 it. <laughs> that's how much we can pay you. Just do it. I, I think it will. Wouldn't it be funny if all the movie she just did in one take because they didn't have enough money to pay her? That would be hilarious. <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised. Yes, yeah. it just sounds like she's phoning it in. Yeah, you know, I hear the the Beauty and the Beast soundtrack, and I hear you know bells singing mm-hmm. in like the first like the bell song, and I'm like, oh, this is like it's so beautiful, and and, and Paige really kills it. Mm-hmm. But then you hear like even the the story song, which I which I kind of like. It's like she's like. She's just like, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, and she's not putting her heart into it, and you can tell, you can hear it. And even, like, also Bernadette Pierce, like, she. If I didn't know she was Bernadette Pierce, I would I would have never guessed because. Yeah. How can such, like, a powerful voice like hers, like, be stuck in such, like, a minor, unconsequential role? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of tragic. Sad, tragic. Yeah. Also, like, I I'm remembering now, like, um, Lumiere is kind of hitting on everyone on this, <laughs> in this movie, and that kind of bothered me. How? Why? Because in the movie, movie, like the Cogsworth. No. <laughs> no, you're, you're not good, the Cogsworth go on, go to on, be bad. He has been bad, and in the movie, like the original movie, like they. They take the time to kind of like show that he's kind of in love with Bimbet. I mean, I don't know if in love, but he's definitely like uh-huh. having this huge crush on her through all the movie, and and he's just he 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 flirts with a wine ga- with with a wine glass, and he flirts with Angelique, and he's just like uh, he's he's I don't know like Bimbet only appears in like one second of the movie she has no lines and she has no interaction with Lumiere but like that's like a pairing that's established that you know they it's in the general consciousness that Lumiere and Bimbet are a thing Mm -hmm. but Lumiere just is living like his bachelor life or something and I don't know for some some reason it bothered me you know there's also this line that I think Mrs. Spot at the begin- beginning of the movie, they're talking about Belle. And Mrs. Spot is like, oh, she's so kind. And Lumiere is like, I'm beautiful as well. And that, that helps. And like, why is Lumiere kind of like misogynistic in this movie? Like, <laughs> what? It's bad writing. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, so do you have any other like thoughts that you kind of want to share about this movie about the story or about a specific scene or a character oh i have a specific scene i'm so sorry but like when they were making snow angels i know it's supposed to be sad and serious but when when they showed when they showed what the beast made i just couldn't help but laugh because i'm such a derpy snow angel and i'm like i know it's supposed to be tragic but it's just it's so hilarious like like Hmm. i know it's a monster but like it's 
just it looks so funny. <laughs> I mean, what you you, you I, I find funny like Bell's like, oh look, it's a it's a snow angel, and the beast is like, this is snow angel <laughs> of the shadow <laughs> of a monster. I was like, wow, and he destroys it, and he's like so mad that he kind of punches the ground and destroys the shadow, and like chill, like it was just it was just a snow angel. And oh my god, it's just I just found it so dramatic and hilarious. Like yes, yes. And it it also made me think of Raylo. I'm sorry. It's the shadow of a monster. I actually screamed. What? I actually screamed when you said Raylo. I actually screamed. Oh my gosh. This is the Raylo reference for the episode. Wait, I have one more. Oh my god! Because I I I actually made a note of this when I was listening to this stories song. And there's this line that says, "We would slay the dragons that still follow him around," and that's such a sweet line. I just that's that's when I that's when yeah that's when I realized that I actually kind of like the song because that was so sweet. Like Bell's like like Bell knows that the beast has troubles and that he's like hurting inside. So like when she says, "We would slay the dragons that still hunt him." Like oh that's that's powerful like I felt yeah. that and it also made me think of Raylo and I'm okay. sorry I'm sorry but I'm not really sorry because like that's <laughs> that's kind of the gist of of the pairing like yeah. working together to defeat like the demons that haunt them and that's I I just find it so pretty and beautiful <laughs> so, so yeah there there's a reason why the Beast and Bell were the first ship I ever shipped <laughs> like consciously. Okay. Now, now we're talking about Be- Belle and, and Beast. What do you think like this movie does to their relationship? Because I think it's it's such a roller coaster. Uh, you know what I think. I think it does nothing because I was about to say uh, it actually it actually backtracks, but actually it doesn't because they re- they end up on the same situation as they were before, and they just leave them. Like I said, it's a meatball. You just have to start the thing and then finish it in in the in the same at at the same level you started it in because you have to continue the story that was in the first movie. So yeah, it does nothing for them. Yeah, like this like this is like we said this movie is so harmless, but also it adds nothing. Maybe like the like we said the kind of the scene we kind of liked. We, we also we didn't need that, so I don't know. It does nothing for them. What do you think, Demi? I yeah I I kind of don't like how they they treated Belle because no. like in the in the what in the original film like she's defiant. She stands up for herself. She tells the beast when he's being a dick. But like here, she's just more like I need to help him. I need to save him. Yeah, what's like, up with that? He's so broody, but it's not his fault. And in the original film, she was she she was like just smack him in the face, like get over your traumatic self. Like <laughs> it's not a monster, okay? It's just a little big blob. Get over it. And I just don't like yes. what they did with her character. Like I don't want to like I don't know how to say it in words. Like I think she just lost that spark and that mm. that what mm. made her so special and so different and just a great role model for little girls. And. Mm. 
I don't know. Maybe it's because she's falling in love with him. She's more love is blind. Uh, <laughs> no, she was still like yeah fierce when she wasn't in love with him. That's true. That's I don't know. True. But yeah, that's that's the only thing I didn't like what they did to their relationship and to Belle's character. The Beast, I guess he's the same. He's like still a grumpy little goose. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I think he's actually. I don't know. Maybe he's a little more two-dimensional in this one. I don't know because the writing on the first one is so unique and well, it's so well done. You just like recreate that and recreate the same characters, like keep writing those characters and not being the the main writer that created them. It it has to be hard, and I don't think they had the budget or the energy or the time to do it. So. What else would would have would we have gotten? It's just, mm, I don't know, Gina. Okay, well, I'm kind of torn because I do think that they have some kind of like cute moments, I guess. But I definitely do not like that. Um, there's this scene like in in a boiler room or something, mm-hmm. and the beast at this moment just found out through Forte that Belle wants to have the Christmas party and he goes to confront her and it's like no you can't have a Christmas party because I forbid it and Belle kind of stands up to him in that moment kind of like kinda. whatever because he's like oh you have no idea what it's like to be a prisoner or whatever and she's like dude oh. dude yeah. um, but there then you, you see her but then you see her like going to her room and she just goes to the bed and she was like, oh, Belle, what are we doing with the Christmas party? And she's like, oh, no, the, the beast forbade it. And I was like, you what? already knew that. What? Like the, Chris, the, the beast already had forbidden it. You, you didn't care five minutes ago. And I don't know. The, and she was like, oh, but we wanted to have Christmas. And Belle's like. You know you're right. Uh, we will have Christmas. Sad so, writing. So that scene in the boiler room makes no sense and has no no purpose because it just hammers in the 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 idea that the beast doesn't want to have Christmas and Belle does and she's still going with them with the idea of having a Christmas party even if the beast doesn't allow it. Like it it changes nothing mm-hmm. and it's like ten minutes of our time like wasted right there mm-hmm. and. I also don't like when um, the Beast thinks that Belle has escaped and locks her up. Like, I understand that he's hurt and that the power balance is, like, again, a prisoner and, you know, he's... he's... <laughs> cell... I don't know what to call the the guy who has that prisoners. The cell... The cell... Jailer? The jailer. Thank you. <laughs> I just thought of a Taylor Swift song. Okay, so... Um, so, the power balance is, again, Jader and Prisoner, so he just locks her up alone in a cell. And, you know... That doesn't... That, and it's yeah. kinda, it kind of sucks. Like, I understand that you're hurting, but and I understand that you're a beast, but that just seems over the top. And then Belle's like, I always knew you were just a beast. Oh, and I'm like, oh, I, I, I do remember that. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah she said something like that. She, I, I, I don't think I have it like word for word, but that's like well, I always knew that. 
Yeah. No, she does. Like she says, like, oh, I, I, I knew that you were just a beast, or that you would never change, or something. And it's like oh, whatever. <laughs> and so yeah, those those things I didn't like. I didn't like that. It's just. Ugh. But at the end of the movie, like when once they make amends, it kind of does seem that they have already fallen in love. So like, why didn't the spell break right there? Huh? Mm-hmm. Because they even like get very close to like kissing. Ah. Uh. They don't because it would be weird because. The beast is still a beast, but they get very close to kissing, and they just give each other this like very dramatic, sparkly glances, and like of being in love, and like why didn't the spell break right then? <laughs> you know, uh, so yeah. But I do like I I have some moments that I do like because uh, I mean like the stories sequence and the whole giving the beast a book, the, a storybook. I think it's cute. And then when Lumiere mm-hmm. is like, oh, look, you have a person. It's from a girl. Mm. And the beast is like, from Mrs. Potts? Oh. <laughs> and the beast is like, no, from Belle. That's funny. Like, the beast is so oblivious. Like, he doesn't, uh. he can't believe, like, Belle will actually, like, give him something. Mm, my baby. So he's like, oh, Mrs. Potts, give me something. Like, no. <laughs> Mrs. Potts? He was, so, was so adorable. Like, his face right there, it's like... We give the animation like a lot of hell, but that's it. That, like that, that look on his face was priceless. <laughs> Mrs. Potts. <laughs> it was so cute. Aww. So yeah, definitely like very torn on that department. Yeah. And I did find the the moment when the beast bridal carries her. Like oh! that was very cute. That was very well done. Yeah, I remember we we. Well, we yeah. Bridal carry is just like a very iconic imagery of Beauty and the Beast and the Death and the Maiden trope. Yes. So a lot of like couples that have these Beauty and the Beast inspired, you know, tropes like the Phantom of the Opera and things like that. They have this bridal carry. So to see it like in the actual like animated, you know. Oh my gosh! You guys are so characters. Cute. Yeah, of course we are. <laughs> We're sorry. Uh, it just looks so so awesome. So I will, I will say I'm glad I watched this movie just for those couple frames where the beast <laughs> bridal carries Belle. Like that, that was very very nice. Aww. Yeah. Um. Okay, just let me go through my notes because I I want to know if I'm missing something. <laughs> what about the comedy? How did you guys feel the comedy? Well, you already those... know my favorite line of the film. What do you think wait, we wait. are? Barbarians? Of course ah, we will yeah. be custard. <laughs> and the so wine cute. glasses is the best dad pun I've yes. ever Oh my god, I think that's my favorite. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because it's a lot of puns. You know, I movie. think I just liked Lumiere and Cogsworth. Like, they were in character. They were true to the original yeah. characters. The voice acting was great. They're an old married couple. I love it. <laughs> they were amazing. They were. I think the comedy came mostly from them. And yeah, it was, it was, it was great. Definitely, I think they their characters are really on point. Yes, and I would agree. Like, I think my favorite line is like in the middle of this song that Coxworth and Lumiere have. And let me read it because I wrote it down because I just thought it was like I can't <laughs> believe they went there. Um, Coxworth says to Lumiere, "You don't hold a candle to my timing." No. <laughs> like, they did that. Oh wait, 
that that is the song that felt so misplaced. Yeah, and it was. Why why it was there? That like I don't know in what scene it is, but I think it's it's kind of near the climax, and suddenly Lumiere and in Cosco just start a song that it's kind of a rap battle about <laughs> how 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 they they don't like each other or are better than the other or something, and it's la it lasts about one minute and a half or something and then it just stops and the plot continues it's a big lived alligator moment it's a big lived oh alligator gosh. moment <laughs> I just yeah that scene is completely like filler like they were like oh we have three minutes of the movie well, that we don't know what to do with let's give Lumiere and Coxford a song might as well <laughs> and in the middle of the climax like they just stop and they sing the song that comes out of nowhere And once, but once it's gone, it's gone. It's never mentioned again. It, it has no consequences in the story or whatever. And it's like, what? What did I just see? Like, what, did we really need that? But no, we didn't. And yeah, it's a very weird song. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm just going through my notes, and I'm I'm just like laughing because um, there's this moment. Um, okay, so the beast. As when when the beast finds the the present from Belle, the book, he's like, "Oh, I gotta give her something." So he asks Forte to write her a song. And first of all, the song that Forte writes is just a, a oh, yeah. regular Christmas carol. Like uh, what? <laughs> like you were scammed, beast. <laughs> But then um, the uh, then Belle and Chip are out. Um, on the gardens, they're trying to find a tree for you know to decorate, and then Belle hears the song. Forte is playing the song to lure Belle in, and and Belle's like, "Oh, what's that?" And she goes in and tries to find where the music's coming from, and she finds Fife. Aww. Fife is like, uh, as you said, he's um, Forte's sidekick, mm -hmm. and Belle's like, "Oh, were you playing that?" <laughs> and I was like, "Belle, Belle that I was a piano. That was a that wasn't." That was an organ. How do you think a five is gonna play? I know, like an organ. Like I thought you were smart. <laughs> She was supposed to be the smart princess. Oh my, yeah. oh my god! She's the one who reads. <laughs> like, well, you, she reads. You, she doesn't listen to music. <laughs> do you? Under, but how can you not know what a five sounds like? Like <laughs> what? Bell? That just made no sense. And I just when I watched it this morning, I was like laughing so hard. Like Bell. <laughs> Yes, Bell, honey. <laughs> um, okay, um, so com there's comedy, and then there's un uh, how do you say involuntary un comedy? Like the involuntary <laughs> comedy in this movie is on point. Like the like the Snow Angel. Yeah, the, the Snow Angel <laughs> of a monster. <laughs> I don't know, like Anakin. That is so, that is so Ben Solo. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was about to say like Anakin just saw this in that moment. It was like chill, dude. Please. <laughs> And Ben Solo was like, "I get you." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my heroes! <laughs> okay, where okay, for... were we? Where were we? What? Where were we? <laughs> where were we? <laughs> we went off somewhere. We went off somewhere. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, oh, Forte has this. Oh, really relatable line that said that that's like um, happiness is so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Me, wow, Forte is the millennial icon that we didn't know we needed. <laughs> oh my god, 
Okay, okay, let's wrap up like our general thoughts of the movie. Like what's what's like the worst thing? Like what's the thing that you like the least in this movie? <laughs> the least in this movie? Uh, like I said, it's just because it's a midquel and it's relevant. Mm -hmm. I think that that's my least favorite part about all this is that this doesn't really matter and maybe if it didn't matter but it had like fun moments that I really, really, really like, I wouldn't be forgiven about it, but, uh, you know, it doesn't, like, you didn't see, Gina didn't see it any time in, in her childhood, and that, I, I don't think that matters much, I don't know, you, you would have lived your life fully without watching this, Yeah. so... It's just because it's relevant. And things that I don't like, uh, like we said, Belle, kind of... It's kind of submissive on this mm -hmm. one. And... Yeah, like, the thing with Lumiere, like, flirting with other people, I didn't really like that. And I, I can't even think about much else. It's just that, eh. It's just that it's Beauty and the Beast and I really like it and it doesn't have good sequels. So I will just stay with the original movie. Yeah. You, Tammy? I think the worst thing about it was something I didn't even realize until I started doing this with you guys. And it's uh -huh. the fact that they had really good talent and they didn't utilize it well. Like, I, mm -hmm. I I didn't even think about that, but thank you for bringing it up. I was like, wait, <laughs> you have, like, goldmine here with the actors and actresses that you have in this film, and you don't give them anything to work off of? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Like, it's just a wasted opportunity, you know? It is. Yes. Gina? Um, okay, for me, one thing that I really don't like and I think I think it's like a very minor thing but um, there's this whole like new cast of background characters like background characters who are like supposed to be humans turned into to objects mm -hmm. but I don't like that most of them are like so cartoony especially like the boiler the boiler mm. has this <laughs> huge like almost like it reminds me of something out of cars because his eyes are huge and so cartoony and they just don't look like... They, oh, they yeah. don't look like Lumiere and Cox were yeah. in the spots. They don't look like natural. They just look like cartoons. The axe, the boiler, um, there's this like coat hanging thing also that has like eyes and like... You don't need to put eyes on everything, you know? <laughs> uh, the Sultan, which is like the dog that's turned into like a, a seed or something... Uh, it doesn't have eyes, and you don't need eyes because as long as the animation is good, and as long as the, the as long as you can an animate the object to kind of resemble like human or like living movements, then you don't need eyes, mm -hmm. especially if they're objects, you know. And I, I just I just thought that they were like they kind of took me out of the quote unquote movie. Um, yeah, that's the thing I didn't like. I didn't like that the animation like is like so. Like, I don't like that the the mouths don't don't match the dialogue. <laughs> um, yeah, Angelique wasted. 
um, mm -hmm. Forte Wasted. I think Fife is like a cute addition, but yeah. he's not strong enough to like to be carry the film. like. He, yeah, <laughs> no, not at all. I think Sorry, if he if, if he would have gone in like a little bit of more character, I think he would have been like the heart of the movie. Aww. He could have like you know he because he's on the side of the bad guy, but he's not a bad guy. He just wants the whole thing with Five is that he just wants a solo and he <laughs> thinks that the forte son. the forte would write a solo for him and that's why he does the things that he does and there's this moment where um the, he the, I, I i think this movie has like two climaxes and the first one is like when bells in the forest and the ice in the frozen lake breaks and she and chip and they're kind of like drowning and i think this is the moment where five is like oh my god what have i done because you know bell ends up being really injured and like she ends up un unconscious because she was trying to save Chip and I think this is where Five starts to feel like he's doing the wrong thing mm -hmm. so that that was kind of cute but yeah Five is not strong enough to be the heart <laughs> of the movie that I think the movie wanted it to be and um, that scene where Lumiere and Coxworth where they start singing I I I, <laughs> I just completely I want to erase that from my, my oh memory my because it's not like the worst thing but it's just in a movie that's unnecessary just it's just another level of unnecessary imagine <laughs> being unnecessary on an already unnecessary movie like what even are you yeah. um, um, let me just go through my notes to see what other things um, wow I have <laughs> um Yeah, I, I'm thorough. Wow, I how, wrote a how lot. much did you write? I, I was trying to stay awake, okay. so like I wrote every single one of my thoughts that were kind of like funny or important. Um, oh, I I just find it so funny that in the song of um, As Long As There's Christmas, Belle's talking about like the Christmas decorations, and she's like, they're gonna stay up until July, and like... <laughs> Belle, that's just lazy. <laughs> like, take off your Christmas ornaments. Like, your cottage was small enough to be down in the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I'm just, I, I'm going through my notes. I don't think there's anything else that I want to add. Oh, did I you think, know that Five oh? is played by, did you know that Five is played by Pee Wee Herman? <laughs> that's cute. Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Familiar. I don't know who that is though. It's like I think like um he his, his real name is like another thing. I think it's Ruben something. <laughs> I, I really had, I hadn't looked it up. But he, like he's an actor and his most famous uh character was Pee Wee Herman. Uh... and he had like this kids show and he was very popular. Like I never watched that but I it I think it, it's, it's an American it's, thing. It's an American thing, yeah. Uh, if you look him, if you look him up, I think you're gonna recognize him. If you look up Pee Wee okay. Herman, let's see Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> But continue. He, his name is um, oh, where is he? Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens. Yeah. Um. Also, did you know that Angel Lansbury looks like and... Mr. Bean? <laughs> Kinda a little bit. Um. Did you know that Angel Lansbury and a Bernadette Peters were working in this movie together, and they were also working at the same time in the movie called Anesthesia. Mm. Oh, you're 
That's Ooh. yeah. So that's something that this movie and Anastasia have in common. Like they were recording kind of at the same time, and they have they both have Angela Lansbury oh, and Bernard Peters. That's interesting. But I do think that Anastasia kind of has a better role for Bernard yeah. for Bernadette. So yeah. And for Angela, well, she's she's um, well, she's not she's a big Anastasia's part ma- of grandmother. She's, I think she's, she's better a... as Mrs. Potts, but definitely yes. Bernadette has a better character in Anastasia. I love her in Anastasia. Yeah, well, also, I find it very funny that at the end of the movie, um, when they're back in, like, present times or whatever, and Adam gives Bella a box, a present, a present box, and inside there's a rose. A rose. And like, why couldn't you just give him, give her the rose? Why did you have to put the rose in that? Because it's dramatic. It's Adam. It's Adam. Adam. Um. Um. What else? I I had this thought and I completely blacked out because (laughs) I was thinking about Adam. I remember you said, "Why is it a flashback?" And I I remember when I watched it. Maybe I do have memories of this as a kid. Okay, Ooh. when I watched this, uh, my favorite part were obvious was the the beginning and the end because Is no, I think the end. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm done. No, I'm done. I'm done. I, I like the end because I could see Belle and Adam um, being together as humans for at least like three seconds or a minute or so. So I like that, and maybe that's why they wanted it to be. A musical, but at the same time, like after the the original movie, because they wanted to show a little bit of Adam, but not that much. I don't know. I would have loved if they had uh, made them kiss at the end, because mm. I think the whole setting oh, was perfect yeah. for a kiss. And like, why wouldn't they kiss? Like, he he just gave her a rose for Christmas, and it's yeah, Christmas, they, they just like hug, right? Just a nat- a normal like couple would have kissed, right? <laughs> yeah, like, at that moment. But I don't know. If, is kissing animation too expensive for this movie, I guess? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, so in general, like, the weakest thing in this movie definitely I think is the villain and the fact that it doesn't really have a story. Mm-hmm. It just has a theme. The theme is like, I mean, I'm guessing it's hope because they mention the word hope a lot. <laughs> And hope this, and hope that, and hope will help, and you okay, have to keep the calm hope, down, whatever. <laughs> so hope is the theme, but it doesn't really have a story to back it up. Like, I couldn't tell you where in the story actually, like, hope helped in any way. <laughs> um, but it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the strongest in the movie is um, that story sequence. I think the song is cute, mm. the animation is, is nice. And, yeah, for the other things, I don't think there's anything that kind of stands out as, oh, this is, like, a good thing that came out of it. Um, yeah, no, because <laughs> even, like, the relationship between Belle and, and the Beast is, like, shown in depth. Because, as you said, the, um, the, it, because it is a, a mid-quote, you can do a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to write a mid-cool because you literally cannot move the characters forward or backwards because then the movie, the original movie suffers. Mm -hmm. So this movie kind of exists, exists in a limbo. Yeah. Of like, yeah, it's definitely, I don't know. uh, I don't know. I wish they could have done the sequel. The the sequel that they first um, planned, it was... 
it was supposed I don't know if you you read about this Tammy but the sequel that they had planned was about uh, Gaston's little brother oh, called oh. Avenon. Avenon is a character from the original, well, not the original, was well, the 1946 Beauty and the Beast movie. By John Cocteau. By John Cocteau. Oh. Cocteau. And Avenon is... This. Yeah, Avenon is the character that inspired Gaston in the first, in the first place. Um, so Disney took Avenon and turned him into Gaston, and for the sequel, they wanted to have Gaston have a little brother called Avenon. Mm-hmm. And basically, Avenon kind of um, wanted to have revenge on his brother, of his brother, mm-hmm. by turning you. the beast back, in, by turning Adam back into a beast and blaming Belle for it. So basically, he just wanted to destroy Belle's and Adam's life. And yeah, so that was gonna be the plot to the sequel that was scrapped because, I don't know, because you cannot have a Beauty and the Beast movie if the Beast is not a Beast, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's why all the merchandise of Beauty and the Beast and it, it's about the Beast and when, when he appears on the parks, it, he's still the Beast because yeah. that's how we that's know him. That's who he is. I, I actually, it's, actually uh, I remember in one of those, sorry, in one of those uh, interviews or bonus features, uh, I don't know which animator said that they were working on the on the design for the human for the human prints, mm-hmm. and they just went on and said, "Okay, you know what? Let's not let's not put much thought yeah, about this because you're not gonna it's not gonna matter because you fell yeah, in love they, with the beast." Yes, because yeah. the people actually will not remember that much about him, and they will not have as the beast. And no matter how how we create his looks when he's a human he will still be the beast for for yeah. most of people exactly so yeah they i also, think th- they also said that they they didn't give him a human name like they got to the part of yeah. animating when bell calls out to him and they were like he doesn't have a name <laughs> <laughs> she just says beast <laughs> that that's part of 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 what they of what they said before mm-hmm. because it really didn't matter i think Adam, what was his official name? But after that, and I don't think it's totally official yet. Yeah, I don't think there's like a piece of merchandise that says like Prince Adam. I think there is. I think I I, I heard it was some somewhere like Prince Adam and like oh nice Prince Adam like like we all know he that's his name but we don't see it. Anymore. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> like maybe that's not his name and it was like who is Sarah? My name is Richard or something. <laughs> <laughs> Richard. <laughs> <laughs> and this actually, uh, I, I found a parallel with Tangled oh, because this actually yes. happens to Flynn as well because his real name is Eugene Fitzherbert and, uh, and he's still called Flynn most of the time. Oh, yeah. And also, you know, Rapunzel, spoilers alert for Tangled, but <laughs> at the end of the movie she loses all her golden hair. She ends the movie with short brown hair. But the merchandise doesn't care about that. No, of course not. She's, you still sell every piece of merchandise of Tangled is with Rapunzel being blonde and ha- and having blonde hair. And even in the Tangled animated series, they found a way yes. to bring the hair back. It actually is a pl- it's the plot of the series. <laughs> yeah, it is the plot of the series. And yeah, so, you know, I just found that interesting yeah. that sometimes even the canon gets disregarded in some cases. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, do you guys have any more thoughts on the best and the worst of this movie? Uh, 
Okay, so we can say if it, if it's a downgrade or an upgrade, I say... I, I want to ask, <gasps> what's your favorite song? My favorite song? Yeah. I don't have any. I think the one you said, the one you you talked about, I think, the story song. You don't even remember it, so like... You, you, it's I not don't like, know, man. Maybe like a Christmas Carol, though. <laughs> because oh that was already a song. Because that's already a song. I, I think, Tammy, I know your answer. What's your favorite song? <laughs> Do you still want me to answer? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, my favorite song is Stories, for all the reasons I've said before. Mm-hmm. Mine is as well. Um, and my least favorite song is the song that I, I don't even know its name, but it's the Coxworth and Lumiere yeah, song. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that was not very good. It's the worst scene, the worst song. It's completely pointless in, in an ocean of pointlessness. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, let's go to how do you guys think, like, is it a downgrade or is it like an upgrade from the original? Uh, well, for me, it's a downgrade, of course. I mean, what, what, you, it's really difficult to go high with, mm-hmm. with the original being so good. So it's definitely a downgrade. Like we said, it's harmless. It's there, but yeah, not much about it. How about you, Tams? Um, yeah, I agree. Definitely a downgrade. Um, yeah, I don't know if I would show it to my kids because, like, there's there's better stuff out there. Like, you yeah. don't really need to show this to them unless they really, really ask for it. I'm not going to, like, say no. But, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a downgrade. For me, I think it's so inconsequential that I don't even know if it's a downgrade. It's just there yeah i mean i guess it is a downgrade because mm-hmm. it kind of destroys a little bit of bells and and richard's character <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say adam and i was like oh no it maybe that's not his name <laughs> they destroy they kind of like i mean they destroy them but they then they build them back up and that's the thing with me like you cannot really do anything with your characters so i would say it's a downgrade because it's just lacking everything that the original had mm-hmm. the story the elegance as andy said the music um the characters the the just outright cinematic moments that the original mm-hmm. has and there's none in this one so yeah i think it's a downgrade on quality so it kind of kind of taints a little bit of Beauty and the Beast's reputation, but uh, not that much because, as I said, it's, like, really unconsequential. So, yeah, it's not even, like, a thing in my head. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to forget about this movie, like, in a year or two. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I watched that. (laughs) I I always remember Richard. (laughs) Whenever I watch the Beauty and the Beast now, I'm going to be like, oh, hi, Richard. (laughs) Oh, hi, Richard. Who's Adam? I don't know her. My uncle's name is actually Richard, and this is hilarious. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! We're gonna be we're gonna, we're gonna have uh, some Disney like secret service knocking on our doors, like you cannot disclose, it, you cannot. <laughs> oh no, they care. They're <laughs> Richard again. <laughs> Stop it! The world mustn't know. This is a train wreck. Yeah. Okay. Ratings, guys. Ratings. Rating. What do you what rating can you give this movie? Tim's? Uh come back to me. Okay, Andy, do you have one? 
Um, I think I will give this one a. I don't have an answer. Okay, I have one. I have one. Okay, <gasps> here you go. Okay, the official Christmas special of the Disney canon. Wow. Oh. And oh, well. Christmas okay. special automatically means that it's bad. <laughs> oh, that's not true. It 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 it, it is. <laughs> well, Gina, you cannot. You 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 just ha you don't have a say on this. I'm you sorry. Don't have a say on this. Ugh, okay. Um. Do you have one, Andy? Um, I think this one is as inconsequential as. The the song with Coxworth and Lumiere. Oh my gosh! Oh, I I, I give it a Coxworth and Lumiere <laughs> song, please. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give this one. Um, as long as it stays away from me, it's fine. <laughs> well, that was a reach. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I but I, I was I, I was on my game last week you with were. the forty things we out of forty. We need to start writing these down beforehand. I was inspired. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I was inspired last week, but now I'm just like I don't even have enough inspiration and motivation to find like a real like clever <laughs> writing. So as long as it stays away from me, then that's fine. Yeah, it exists. I guess if I saw it as a kid, I would have liked it, but. Mm, I thought as a kid that I didn't love it, but uh, but I guess it would at least have this nostalgic yeah. element. Yeah. But it doesn't, so I don't care. <laughs> okay. okay. So what's next? Um, thoughts and thoughts. Well, we kind of already gave those. Yeah. Like it's just, just not to repeat ourselves. It's not. It's a non-consequential movie. You're not missing anything. Uh, the the time that you spend watching it is it's time that you could spend watching the original and just yes. watch the original instead. And, and maybe instead of well, we just save you the time to watch the this movie. Just listen to this podcast and you're yeah, fine. I think, I think this podcast is already like longer than the the original <laughs> movie. It actually, and is. the time is gonna be much better spent here than there <laughs> yeah trust us uh, trust us on this please. and if you really want to watch a sequel just go watch King of Thieves or Rescuers and Under those are actual like, uh, decent ones but yeah this one's totally the one that you can skip yeah. don't need it if you've never watched it don't watch it mm -hmm. if you have seen it don't watch it again <laughs> well so. maybe on Christmas time if it's on TV I will watch but it again but there are so many other things like I'm not a fan of Christmas specials, but you can watch the Santa Claus. You can watch um, oh, the, the Santa Mickey Claus Mouse really Christmas Carol or any of the Mickey Mouse. You can watch Christmas the Barbie movies. Christmas Carol. Uh, why? I like this. It's good. It's actually good. I didn't the, know that that was a thing. I I don't think I knew that that was a thing. Either. It's actually kind of good. But you can watch the Nutcracker. That kind of counts. Oh, that is the best Christmas movie ever. Yeah, the yeah. Barbie one. That's that's very cute. Yeah. That, one's, that one that one I do watch on Christmas. That's cute. No, that's cute. You know, there are some other things you can watch on Christmas. You don't need this. Christmas comes once a year. You should spend your time like <laughs> wisely on Christmas. Like wisely. Yeah, definitely. With your family and not watching the the enchanted Christmas. The enchanted Christmas. The. This is the. <laughs> okay, so that's it. So yeah, I think that's that's basically it for Beauty and the Beast the Enchanted Christmas. I'm so glad 
that it's over. <laughs> I'm glad that we got through it. I was we so worried. Got started. Because, um, like, I was so worried that we were, we're we weren't gonna find anything to say about it because it's just oh, we so have like to say. yeah. I'm pretty proud of us. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad it was fun. Um, you know, sometimes it's King of Thieves and you have a lot of good things to say, and then sometimes it's the Enchanted Christmas and you just can't stop. <laughs> and if if we stay here like an, uh, one more hour, we we can still like pick this apart even more. <laughs> But, but it's yeah. too much, I No, think. I think that's enough. I think you got the gist of it. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's going to be it for today. And next week, the Calvary no. continues because we have another Beauty and the Beast sequel. What's his name? <clears throat> God. Oh. And just, like, convulsioning. He just popped up, popped up a hairball or something. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Beauty and the Beast, Bell's Enchanted tales why why is enchanted I don't like, remember because the castle is enchanted oh my god <laughs> there are so many other words yeah but like uh, i think that is yeah i think it's enchanted enchanted i don't remember i don't think enchanted i've ever watched this world one. me neither and yeah. i'm yeah. sad that i'm gonna <laughs> end up watching actually this. look at my background it's bad. oh and this background right now on her cell phone is, is spell and it's very pretty um so yeah, next week you can expect uh, Bell's Enchanted no, well, World. No, well, no, Magical Mag- World. Oh, oh nice. yes, thank you. I knew they couldn't use the same word twice. <laughs> like that would be too too lazy even for them. Yeah. So it's Bell's Magical World. Yeah. Excited. Yeah. I'm so excited, Woo! and I just can't hide it. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But what's the one after that? I don't know. We'll we will. See. We will. Oh my god! I think if it I'm was... not wrong, that the one after that is the Lion King too. Really, so. if it is, so. I'm gonna flip <laughs> because I'm sorry to talk about the Lion King. Too. Because we deserve it after we deserve it. I yeah. that one's gonna be a, a good one. But before we get to that, we have to go through Be- Bell's magical spells. world. Magical magical world. We will be rewarded with Kovu soon enough. Yes. Oh. Thank Shh. you. Don't no spoiler. Thank you, Mufasa. Oh my god. <laughs> no, thank you, Scar or Zila. Thank you, Scar. Okay, we, we gotta stop, we gotta stop, we gotta stop. Okay, okay we're losing yeah. our money here, okay. Okay, goodbye. Say goodbye. Let's say goodbye, guys. Uh, Tammy, you wanna say goodbye first? Okay, bye. Thanks for listening, and watch Disney movies. Aww. But not the Enchanted Christmas. How was you, Andy? <laughs> uh, this was fun. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. <laughs> Yeah, this is always fun, and I can't yeah. wait for the next one. We're gonna we're gonna make it fun. <laughs> yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Remember that you can uh, find us on social media. Um, at on Twitter, you can find us as Two Division Pod. You can send us an email to Two Division Podcast at gmail dot com. Yep. And you can follow us on Twitter. On uh, no, not on Instagram. On Tumblr. <laughs> and yeah, you make sure you follow us there because we post. Whenever we have a new episode, it's there. Also, you can subscribe on YouTube. YouTube usually is the platform that gets the episode first, just because it's so much easier. <laughs> um, and if not, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher, on podcasts, on podcasts, and any other places that you get your podcasts. Uh, but not Spotify because we're not on Spotify yet. <laughs> don't look, don't look for us on Spotify. But any other place you can find us. Just look for the division. And 
it's been a pleasure guys thank you for listening and we'll see you next week goodbye bye guys